This is a Showbile podcast. Welcome to episode six of Bucks on Nux. Ty Demra here, and thanks for tuning in. And for today's show, we're going to take a look at how the first round of the NHL playoffs are unfolding. And we've got a little recap of some fights that happened over the weekend to talk about. Also, I hear that DK has some beef to pick with the NBA that we'll get to near the end of the show. But uh, before we dive into all that, let's check in on the lads. How are we doing, gentlemen? DK, I heard you were out golfing today. How'd we do? Oh, out golfing, spanking the ball around the course. Nothing but bombs down the middle of the fairway is probably what a pro would say. Me, I was slashing the ball around, hacking the ball around. I suck at golf, but I have a damn good time when I'm on the course. I'm having a better time golfing than I am gambling this week. That's for sure. It's the second time I've been out this year. It's beautiful weather. I hope everyone's getting out there and enjoying it, having beers on the balcony or beers on the course, beers anywhere. I hope that you guys are enjoying your time. I've had a pretty good one other than in the gambling front. What about you, Stewie? Well, lads, um, I got a new mic, so hopefully I sound a little bit better. Um, it's like twice the price of my last one, or three times even. But uh, so we should be, we should be fucking sounding a little bit better. But uh, it's also like an absolute cinder block, so my boom arm can barely hold it up. So I got, I might have to adjust it like a few, a few times here and there. But um, yeah, we're doing good. It's been, it's been fucking beautiful out lately. So I've been out on the back deck, just like stick handling a tennis ball. I was just playing, tossing a, tossing a baseball around my, my brother. The slider is looking filthy right now. Um, I still can't, not, I'm not a pitcher, so um, I still can't fucking control it well, but it's moving. It's moving. I'll tell you that much. Um, but yeah, boys looking good. I mean, Pittsburgh, uh, I've got the Pittsburgh Rangers game on behind me and Pittsburgh just looks like they scored twice in 10 seconds. I announced the first goal right before we hit record here. And then as I hit record, I look back and there's a fucking another one in the back of the net. So it's 3-1 Pittsburgh right now. Uh, not looking good for my Rangers who are my fallback team if the Leafs fucking shamble it again this year. Is it like every Leafs fan has to have a backup okay, team or what's that? Why, why don't you just stick with the Leafs, man? They're still in it. <laughs> they are still in it. Um, but fuck, last game was not a. Uh, last game did not make me feel uh, confident at all. If, last game kind of uh, was similar to I think was it the first game where the Leafs came out flying? Like it was almost a reverse of that. So like last game it looked like Tampa was just way quicker to the puck and just uh, flying out there, and then the Leafs did the same thing to them. So maybe a little bit of payback for that. Was it the first game? Yeah, I think it was the first game. Yeah, first game. It seems but, like uh, it goes back and forth hey? every game. Like one game, it's fucking all Toronto. Next game, it's all Tampa. And it's yeah. back and forth. Yeah, and it's not even like it matters if they're at home or away. Eh? It's like, you know, they're just stealing a yeah. game each in each other's own barns. And I don't well, know uh, how much of dude, an impact even, the crowd's been making. It definitely does some, but, you know, they're stealing games like big games dominating in the other team's rink. Remember, like Vasilevsky and the, and I guess the Lightning as a whole haven't lost two games in a row in the playoffs in so in like multiple years. So yeah. um, Vasilevsky's it, fifteen and zero after losing a game in the playoffs or something. Exactly. Like that. Maybe so it's I think they're now. seventeen and zero now. Yeah, I think they're seventeen yeah. and zero because of this series now after a loss. I, that is an, a streak that's almost should be in the Hall of Fame. These guys don't lose twice yeah. in a row in the playoffs. That's wild to me. Wild to me. Yeah, it oh, seems like impossible uh, to beat these guys. That's why well, they win the Stanley right. Cup twice in a row, right? Well, we just got to win every game we lose, too, or after every every time we lose, too, because we won the first one. So, hey, we get to four yeah. first if this trend continues, but fuck. Well, 
I was gonna say I say I do the Leafs Nation vibe check before each game, and my buddy actually said to me after he won the first game, he's like, "This is best case scenario. You can't beat Tampa after a loss, but if you win every other game, right? Mm-hmm. Like you win the first one, you lose, then you win, then whatever. Game five is a must win. So tomorrow, in my mind, is a must win game, and it's at home. And then you're probably gonna lose game six in Tampa's barn. Like, just be honest. It's that they don't fucking lose after a, twice in a row. And then game seven is a must win. It's in your own barn. And it's just like I don't know. I think it's a best two out of three series. I f- I would have felt a lot better if we could have just stole one yesterday instead of just going down so early. But I still don't know how that series is gonna go. Like we said originally, we said it wouldn't surprise me if Tampa swept. It wouldn't surprise me if Leafs won in seven. There's nothing that could shock you in the series, and it's proven that right. Yeah. Like you don't know who's gonna come out flying each game like you have no clue i think you just know uh, someone is i think the leafs almost need to win uh two in a row here because i think if even though they're at home for game seven i think you know leafs in game seven and jack campbell and the the pressure and uh, all that's gonna you know come into play even if it's you know some different players there's still got those core players that have been to that you know first round uh game seven where it's you know the pressure sets in 100 percent and it's the there's, same yeah. uh, core guys, so it'll be There's it'll nothing be to say that they would win a Game 7, right? Like, there's no history to say that this team in Game 7, I'd be confident going in there. Like, there's just no history whatsoever to say, like, a Leafs are going to pull yeah. out a Game 7. Tomorrow is a must-win. A must-win yeah. tomorrow. I don't want to go down in this series, because I feel like with Tampa, if they get the lead in this series, it's just, it's almost game over. Because like we say, they've won the Cup two years in a row. They know how to win, right? I don't want to go. Yeah, down. once they get ahead, they're they're gonna lock it down for sure. I love. Uh, I guess I don't know if you guys would feel the same, but I love Corey Perry, and I used to hate Corey Welcome. Perry because I I'm a Sens fan, and he was playing on. I think he might have been a rookie when they won the cup there against the Sens, and I used to hate Corey Perry, but uh, man, I just love him in the playoffs. His style, like he is, uh, he does everything out there, and he, he's huge, and he's got the nastiest hands. Like he he's got filthy hands, and he's a giant out there. And just some of the plays behind the net, I see him, you know, pulling it out of Gretzky's office there and tucking it, getting shots on net. I, I really like his play. You guys uh, probably hate him, though, eh? Like, that's last year he's in Montreal, and then this year he's in Tampa. Yeah, probably fuck that guy. Biggest... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy fucking it. sucks. Uh, what a fucking, he's a rat, except uh, Peterborough legend, though. Even even Kyle Clifford, yeah, Peter, you got to give him credit. Peterborough legend, credit where credit's due. But at the same point... Kyle Clifford gets a game suspension for a hit from behind. Yes, was it dirty? He probably deserved the game. Corey Perry suck-bombed Ilya Labushkin and got a fucking $2,000 fine. Like, in a scrum, he suck-bombed him right in the mouth. Like, he just... Yeah. And, and it was a $2,000 fine. This guy's just a rat. He's done that his whole career. And then, you know, he thinks he wants to go after Wayne Simmons, but you see him. He went after Wayne Simmons. He's looking over his shoulder. Where's Patty Maroon to fight him for me? He's not going to fight Wayne Simmons. Corey Perry's a rat. He's always been a rat, but he's effective rat. I'll tell you that. If he was on my team, I'd love him. Yeah, he's pesky, man. He's uh, pesky Perry out there. That's what I yes, call him now. <laughs> I just made that up, pesky Perry, man. But uh, <laughs> we're talking about uh, playoffs. Uh, we just kind of dove right into it. So uh, do you guys want to kind of just go through the the first round so far and take a look at uh, how everything's playing out? We made some predictions a couple of weeks ago, and uh, – you know, every year it seems like the same things happen, though, where you make these predictions where this team's going to get swept or this team's going to dominate, and then you get upsets happening. Like right now I've got the uh, Florida-Washington game on on my TV in the background here, and Washington's leading the series 2-1. to one. The game's tied to one right now, but I got to say, I thought Florida was going to go in there and, you know, score seven goals a game and just be dominating them. <laughs> but, 
yeah, it's it's not been going down that way. The Washington Capitals came to play. But uh, let's just go through each series in no particular order and kind of give our thoughts. And uh, why don't we start with the one I just mentioned there, the Florida Panthers and Washington Capitals. Are you surprised that Washington is up 2-1? to one? I'm yes. not. I was going to say yes and no. Yes, because their goaltending hasn't been great all season. No, because they're just a bunch of grizzled veterans that have been there before, similar to Tampa. Their core is the same as the core that won the Cup. They know how to win hockey games, especially in the playoffs. Ovi's still got some life in them. I, I did think Florida was good, but then when you really think about it, Florida hasn't won a playoff series since 1996. What's the same? What's <laughs> yeah, the they same? Don't they the yeah, yeah, they don't have the experience. Yeah, they don't have the experience that Washington has, and that's something I probably didn't factor in when I was thinking about it for sure. Me either. I thought I think we all chose Florida, yeah, but but uh, I thought this one was gonna be closer than I don't know what I said, but as I'm watching it, I'm like, yeah, I definitely could have seen this happening because Washington's not bad. I heard people saying Washington doesn't scare me. I might have even said it at one point, but I mean, like at the end of the day, they still got studs. Although, like maybe they didn't like John Carlson. Maybe wasn't the same John Carlson we've seen for the past five years. But he's still, he, like, you know what I'm saying? He's still there. He yeah. can turn it on for the playoffs, right? Uh, I don't. I haven't been really putting, like, paying a close attention to uh, that series too much. So I don't really know how he's doing, but they do have a solid team. And they're like pretty deep. And then really, their their main problem was just their goaltending. But um, I think Vanacek and Samsonov, they're both like young guys, so they'll figure it out eventually. But I mean, right now, it's I guess would be the best time to figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, I had, uh, you know, Florida going in there, just walking all over them. I think I mentioned a couple episodes ago, like, I think I was saying, you know, Washington doesn't have the uh, caliber of players that Florida does. But looking back, like, I kind of take that back because, I mean, Washington's got Alexander Ovechkin out there. And I think I heard a stat like he's got 12 points in 12 playoff games or something, or maybe more than that. I'd have to actually fact check the stats but i know he's he lights it up in the playoffs and he's doing it again this year and they're uh they're a solid team front to back like goaltending defense forwards i just kind of assumed because florida has all this firepower scoring goals that they're going to walk in there and just light the goalie up but hasn't been the case so far well you know what it kind of reminds me of the same thing like the with the tampa and toronto series because it's like i could have seen Florida going in there, right? Just like you said, DK, you could have seen Tampa sweeping the Leafs. You could have seen the Leafs winning in seven. I, I could have seen, like, if Florida was up three zip right now, it wouldn't surprise me. But yeah. this also doesn't surprise me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it, if Washington was up 3 0, that would have been like, okay. You know what I'm saying? But yep. I think they've been close games. No. I mean, well, I think there was one Washington ran away with, right? I, yeah. Am I think I they've wrong? all been, I think they've all been decently close. And I don't think they've been very, or no, Florida. Florida smoked Washington in game two, and Washington smoked Florida in game one. All right. Oh, they've been yeah. trading. So that's the Washington game. I was, yeah. And then, uh, and then it was a 4 2 game, game one. Or no, sorry. Game three was 6 1 Washington. Game two was 5 1 Florida. Game one was 4 2 Washington. Well, yeah. Even, even like just the, the, way I broke this series down, I do think I said Florida in five or Florida in six or something like that, which, I mean, that, the six could technically still happen, but I was I was the same as you, Ty. I was all in on this Florida offense, their firepower, everything they got. And then you don't think, for some reason, like, I mean, the guy's going to break Gretzky's record, possibly. It's like, I didn't even think of Ovechkin, Backstrom, yeah. Coke Boy, Kuznetsov, 
Carlson <laughs> from the point. Like all the all the boys. That's that why they they're have. so good, man. <laughs> Kuznetsov's been doling it out. <laughs> Kuz, Kuzi brings it to another level come playoff time, baby. You know he's got intermission. Yeah. Those smelling salts aren't smelling salts. <laughs> he's he's got something else. He's got something else going in the locker room. But it's it's one of those things. I was all in on the Florida firepower offense too, and I I didn't even. I don't know why. I guess it's because I'm not a professional. I don't do this as a professional. I didn't even think of Washington's firepower on offense, too. They could easily put up eight in a night, regard- and nobody would be shocked, like Stewie said. It, it's yeah. That's a really good series. I'm I'm fully honest. I haven't watched much of it. I've been watching a couple other series just out of curiosity of how they look. But, yeah, I'm I you know, Washington up 2-1, I still think I'd stick with my prediction of Florida pulling that one out, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, speaking of series that, uh, you know, have kind of been surprises and uh, predictions that I'd like to kind of take back, I never would have seen uh, Dallas going up two to one on Calgary like it is right now. That one surprises me. I can't, you know, believe that. But then I think about it, just like I was thinking about, you know, my prediction with Washington, they got guys like Ovechkin. Dallas has guys like Jamie Benn and Pavelski. And yeah, they're not all-stars anymore, but these guys they'll play till the last buzzer and, and play hard till the last buzzer every game, even if they're down and they've uh, a couple of years ago, they're in the Stanley cup finals against, da- um, against Tampa. And I remember Jamie Benn being like so upset after they lost and he had to go home after that. And he sees like, you know, he's in the playoffs. He might not get back into the playoffs for many years. If he sticks around Dallas and their team goes into rebuild mode or something. So in guys like Pavelski and Ben's mind, they're like, we got to do it this year. I don't care who we're up against. We're going hard to the last buzzer every single game. And look where that, that got them. They're up two to one against the Flames. Plus, they've got all kinds of young guys, too, that are, are doing well. So what yep. do you guys think of that series? I never saw this. The, big, the biggest thing for Dallas right now is Jake Ottinger is playing amazing. Yeah. And yep. I had him on my fantasy. And he's he's a, he's, a, he's going to be their starter there. And he's going to be a good goalie for a long time in Dallas. And he's playing amazing. amazing. So is... uh. We were just talking about Washington. Samsonov is playing amazing yep. for Washington too. But um, yeah. but yeah, Ottinger, uh, I guess might be carrying a little bit. It's weird just to, I mean, most people probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have guessed him winning that goalie battle in that series. But so far, so far, it's all him. Like I think he has a, he's got a shutout. Wow, they, they've all been really close games too. Calgary's only scored really three goals only scored three goals total yep. in the whole series. Yep. Which is yeah, shocking, right? Calgary's first line, every all three guys had 100 points. They have I three know. goals in the first round. That Ottinger is playing amazing. I also heard a stat today that uh, Dallas was the 10th best defensive team in the league this year, like all stats combined. So like whatever, mm-hmm. all the analytics, I'm not a big advanced analytics guy, but apparently they were 10th in the league in terms of defense. So then all of a sudden you get a goalie to stand on your head and you're the 10th best defensive team. Calgary's got three goals. That's going to be a tough climb back for Calgary. If Ottinger stays hot, if Dallas just keeps playing their defensive system that they play, it's going to be a tough road to come back. I call the sweep. I said, anybody was like talking about different sweeps in here and that. I think, you know, we were all on Colorado to get a sweep or win in five at the most. And I was bang on Calgary saying these guys are going to the cup finals. They're going to beat Colorado. Mm-hmm. They can't even get by Dallas, man. That's a tough prediction on my part right now. I look like an absolute idiot, but I feel like a lot of people do. Nobody was expecting Dallas to be ahead in this series and not dominating, but only holding Calgary to three goals so far. That's fucking impressive, man. 
Yeah. And then, uh, then again, it's only two one at the moment and they play again tonight and Calgary could get the win and all of a sudden it's a tied series. But then again, you know, stars uh, get the win tonight. All of a sudden it's three one for the stars. And then all of a sudden Calgary is going to be sweating like that is going to be a good series either way. I think at this point, because I I don't see Dallas winning tonight, but you know, that's in uh, about an hour from now and that could happen and it'll be interesting. But you mentioned uh, the Colorado and Nashville series too, another series where we were kind of calling for a sweep. I said either that series or the flames and Dallas one could be a sweep and the avalanche predators at the moment is uh, looking like going into tonight's game. That sweep could happen <laughs> unless I just jinxed it. Either way, I don't care about either of these teams. So uh, I just like my my prediction to be correct. But uh, I was calling sweep and it might happen tonight. What did you guys think of this series so far? Yeah, it might, it might go down. Um, I think we all, we all said it might happen. But um, yeah, this one doesn't surprise me at all. Um, Every time we mentioned it previously in previous episodes, uh, I just said move on, move past this one because uh, I think it was I think it was almost set in stone. And the more the longer we talk about Colorado, the more they scare me. And I just for some reason just yeah. don't. Want, I'm not a big Nathan McKinnon guy. You know what I mean? I hate that Kadri's doing well with for them because I <laughs> wish he was still a Leaf. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not a big I'm not a big Colorado guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm an, I'm, a, I'm I'm now a, a a new Rangers fan. So like. Obviously, like I'm a big Adam Fox guy, so then Kale McCarr just lightening up over there also irks me a little bit. So yeah, I'm I, I'm kind of an avalanche hater. So uh, I'd rather just move on past this one, and then uh, if we get to the finals, and I'd say we talk about them once we have to talk about them. I will say this is the series that I said I'd get a Nashville Predators tattoo on my ass yeah, won true. This series that's how I confident about I was that. in the ass <laughs> that's how that's how, go back and listen i think that was episode four or episode five okay now I, now i'm an avalanche fan now i hope <laughs> they come back yeah see that's i the hope thing. they I pull like, out the miracle i was like i i knew i you know what Colorado's just good i think daryl sutter the coach of the calgary flames said it like two weeks before playoffs says i wouldn't want to play colorado in the first round that's just a waste of seven days <laughs> so he said to the media <laughs> and it was like it's turning out that's right i think I have it written down here. There's been two blowouts in that in that series. There was one close game. I think Colorado pulled out in overtime. But other than that, it was seven two and seven three, seven two in game mm-hmm. one, seven three in game three. I don't see Nashville yeah. coming out of the gutters here today and even pulling one off. I do think Colorado finishes off the sweep because they play tonight late in the late slate, I believe, as well. Yeah, uh, game's starting in about an hour from now, and uh, yeah, they might get it done, and we'll see if they can. Uh, continue this momentum too going into the second round maybe they uh tear up the next round or just keep going all the way to the cup or maybe they uh get a little too confident because they dominate predators and then the next round they uh don't do as well but i guess we'll find out and uh there's one other game tonight we haven't mentioned yet and that is the uh pittsburgh penguins versus the new york rangers that oh, series fuck. is uh, being led by the Penguins two to one. Oh fuck! Uh, Stu's favorite team is uh, down, and well, hey, uh, not my favorite team. All right, I'm still a Leafs fan. <laughs> Chill out. And, uh, it's just when the Leafs lose, I was banking on the Rangers to be in the second round for them to be fucking. I think I was so confident. I even uh, I was trying to snag some some Billy Strings merch from fucking <laughs> Ty over there uh, over it, but I don't know. Well, it's, like, uh, it's, it's on behind close. me, dude. Yeah. What's yeah. It? Well, fuck. It, the first of all, game one should have been the Rangers win. Um, that was not a goalie interference. I don't know if you guys remember that. The game went to triple overtime, but right, de- like final oh, yeah, minutes yeah. of the third period, 
who the fuck was it? Kreider? I think it was Kreider or Kako. Somebody scored. And, and Dommy uh, the goalie out of the net. What are you saying? Yeah, but it was goalie but interference. <laughs> it was he was pushed. He was pushed. I think it's a split decision. Like obviously Rangers fans are so fucking they're they're super passionate, so they're gonna say uh it was a goal. But like honestly, if I was even looking if I I used to not like the Rangers when I was a kid. If I was a kid watching that, I'd be like, ah, maybe that should have been a goal because uh realistically, like normally when a guy gets pushed in the goalie, they don't call it goalie interference and he was. But anyways, uh I started this episode. Uh, I mentioned that Pittsburgh scored two in a row up 3-1. They scored another one uh, while we were just talking here. And then nice. the Rangers just scored to make it 4-2. So, so there's been a lot of scoring behind me as we've, uh, as we've started this fucking episode. But uh, Hopefully you're on the over. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> uh, the Rangers uh, need this game, so it's not, not, not in a good position right now. Uh, but if they lose, they're down 3-1. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I thought this one was going to be an easy one for the Rangers because uh, Jari's been out, but uh, Casey DeSmith played well in the first game. And then Deming hops in, fucking guy. Yeah, what do you eat? Spicy, spicy, spicy pork, chicken, spicy, pork spicy pork, and broccoli. Did you guys hear that interview? The end of it was yeah. the best thing of all time. He's sitting there and just yeah, it's spicy pork and broccoli. Not yeah, not that game best. should have been over two hours not before the that. Best, though. Yeah. <laughs> Not the best. <laughs> we need yeah, that clip that and just golden. play it in anytime we make a bad prediction. Like that was a bad one. Not, the, have best. That clip, but not the best. <laughs> not the best. But no, that series is almost similar to the Florida and um Washington series to me, where Pittsburgh, Crosby, Malkin, Latang, they're all going for their last ride, probably here. Like they're talking Malkin's a pretty I'm pretty sure he's a free agent at the end of this year. I think Latang may even be a free agent at the end of this year. And it's going to be tough to bring them both back the way the Penguins are capped for the or strapped for the cap kind of thing. Like it's going to be tough to sign Malkin and Latang, bring them both back, plus build a good team around it. So this might be their last ride. So almost looking back on it, it doesn't surprise me that Pittsburgh's come out jumping here in this series and is up 2 1, possibly looking to go up 3 1 here tonight. But hey, man, Shesterkin could stand on his head for two, three straight games. Like I think the Rangers are never well, a bad thing with Shesterkin in the net. Well, he, he was playing well, and then he fucking, I think last game he got he got yanked, and then the Rangers tied it. They went down four four early, like four one, and then they pulled Shesterkin, Georgiev came in, and then they tied the game at four, and then, but they still blew it. And like, uh, I guess there was a late goal on Georgiev, and then fucking a couple empty netters. But um, but yeah, man, uh, I'm just gonna say let's go Rangers. Hopefully they fucking come back, but uh. Yeah, not looking, not looking. Well, if too they great. don't, yeah, you owe me some money there, boss. <laughs> yeah, I guess I do. <laughs> it's still, uh, still kitchen use only. Yeah, there you go, kitchen <laughs> yeah, use exactly. only, kitchen <laughs> use only. <laughs> but uh, let's move on to uh, tomorrow night's games. Uh, I guess it could be tonight, depending when you're listening to this. But uh, we've got Boston and Carolina going up against each other. Actually, just look at this. Every series is tied at 2-2 for tomorrow night's game. Yeah. Bruins Canes, Lightning Leafs, Blues Wild, Kings Oilers, all tied at two games apiece. So uh, big things can happen tomorrow night. Why don't we start with the Bruins and Hurricanes uh, series? The Bruins were down 2-0, I believe, and now it's tied all of a sudden. So what does that mean? They both won their games at home, right? Home ice advantage is playing a big part in this series by the looks of it. Nobody's lost at home in this series, gambling-wise, has pissed me the fuck off. Game one on Boston, Carolina wins. Game two, smart guy. I, t- I took it off. 
Game three, I'm like, Carolina, you're taking this. Bet Carolina, lost. Game four, I'm like, well, Carolina, you're taking one in Boston. Bet Carolina, lost. I can't fucking read this series. I can't do it, man. I suck gambling on this series. They just have taken my money the whole time. I don't like it, but at the same point, this is one that I don't think I had a prediction on at the start. I said it it was banking on Freddie Anderson being the starter. He's still not back. It's proven as a Leafs fan. This guy does not want to play in the playoffs. Whatever it is, mental, some block. He's Ben Simmons of the NHL. He doesn't want to play in the fucking playoffs. Freddie Anderson, he's not back yet. And it's, I don't know, I feel like if he's in the net and he's playing the way he played this season, Carolina may be up 3-1 in this series. Stu, what do you think of this series? Um, I, I can't even remember my prediction for like most of these series, to be honest, because I wish I made you a said bracket. Canes. So I think paper. we had, we had money on yeah, this I, one too. <laughs> did I? I think, uh, yeah, I might've sure. said Canes cause fucking, did I? Yeah. I was on the Bruins cause I, like, I knew ah, Anderson so was out. I thought, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I, you said Bruins tie. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, were on the I Bruins. Canes and fuck. But you, you. This is what I will say. I went back and listened to our predictions today. You did call the Canes, but you said I'm on the Canes if Freddie Anderson plays, and he hasn't played. So I feel yeah, like he's back, back now, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like he's back now. Isn't Freddie Anderson coming back for the next game? Is or he something? going tomorrow? Like I thought he. I thought uh, I saw a post by either NHL or the Canes. There's a picture P- of Puck him. And- M- Puck Empry. Oh, the, was the it fake. them? Oh, okay. If it was that, <laughs> no, I'm, no, kidding, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that well, guy's fucked though. That guy gets people. Yeah, well, he, I remember during the um, wasn't was, yeah, it was the Olympics in uh, China. There, they had uh, the Team Canada mock uh, roster or something. And they, yeah, they yeah, we were like, all sold. That's the only yeah, time you sold me. I can't lie. Yeah, it's like Team Canada. I was roster like, he's coming back. <laughs> Danny Heatley, Mark Mathot, fucking who else was on that team? The goalie was like fifty-five years. Fred old. Braithwaite, the forty-nine-year-old yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this team was actually jokes, though. Like it was, uh, it was pretty funny what they had. Yeah, that was he actually sold me. Everyone was sold too, eh? TSN reposted it, didn't they? Uh, I hope. Or no, no, I think you just put TSN on it to make it look. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably. But like uh, the same kind of uh, template that the TSN. Yeah, yeah, that shit was funny as fuck. But yeah, yeah, back to fucking. I believed it (laughs) when I saw it. Yeah, I believed it too. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. That yeah, sold me, sold me. Puck empty, fuck you, big fuck you. Yeah, guys. fuck Except you, man. Jokes tricking now. us. <laughs> now that every time I see something absolutely outrageous, I know it's just a fuck. I just make sure I'm like looking at. I just always check to make sure it's not the fake puck empire. But um, shout out to the real puck empire because that guy's always on it. But um, anyways, yeah, this series fucking. I had a feeling it was going to go deep, to be honest, uh, mm-hmm. just because like you, can, it's like hard to tell. Like Boston, like historically, has always been like pretty decent playoffs, and they've won cups in, in the last decade. So, and then Carolina also has gone deep, and then they they finished even higher than Boston. So you never really know. I guess I did say Boston, I, or no, I said Carolina if Freddie's back, right? So what if Freddie comes back like next game? Then the the deal stands. I guess I'm. Yeah, I guess I'm. I guess I'm. I guess I'm on Carolina, but yeah, the bet stands. Yeah, I'll take it. Fucking, I'm confident in Carolina. This is, yeah, one that could go deep. I think even, uh, I don't know if I might, I guess I'm doing this segue for you, but it's it's almost like the the Wild Blue series where I remember saying that one is, I almost guarantee you that one goes the distance and it's 2-2 yeah. right now as well. That one's yeah, just well, an that's... absolute fucking, they just beat up on each other every game. Well, let's uh, well, take the games are even close. 
It's weird. It's weird. None of those games are even close. Yeah, I know. Like, between them, it's like four nothing Blues, six two Wild, five one Wild, five two Blues. Like what the fuck is going on? None of those games yeah. are even close. It's gonna get tighter now. Oh yeah. Yep. I almost I can almost guarantee that it's gonna it's gonna go seven and 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 the remaining three games are gonna be pretty tight within two yeah. goals. One or two of them. That would be my guess. Time. Yep, I, I placed like a little parlay, like go set. I placed like a, a a double two props. Series goes seven. Last three games are all within two. I I like depending on like the the payout. I I would make that bet. Hundred percent. Hundred. I don't know if you can, but I would. <laughs> if I could pick, I mean, I know it's kind of a segue into the next series as well. If I could pick, I would say that's going seven. Leafs and Lightning's going seven. LA Edmonton's going seven. That's what I would parlay. That would be big money right now, all tied at 2-2. I think all three of those games are going seven. With the same kind of thing, where like one of these last three games is going into overtime. They're all going to be close. They're going to be nail biters. It's going to... I don't know, man. It this Like you said, every series here is tied 2-2 for the games, uh, I guess, today, if you're listening on Tuesday. Um, they're all tied 2-2. These could all go seven games in my mind. It's crazy how close this this window of playoffs is. Yeah, hundred percent. You guys uh, mentioned the Blues and Wild uh, series two there, so we'll take that segue. We'll fucking uh, Paul Blart that shit into that series. How about uh, <laughs> how about that series? I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's been tight. Well, well it's uh, actually, been, every it's game's been, not been tight, eh? Like you yeah, said, you just what, said, yeah, it's not five it's... two one game, and then the next game's another blowout. Like it's seems like whatever team comes out with the momentum takes the win. Yeah. And, uh, I really, uh, I think I took the blues in my prediction, but at this point, I don't know. Dave Perron, though, man, that guy's a machine out there in the playoffs. Every game from here on out is is can't miss. I, I'd probably say can't miss TV if you're a hockey fan. Yeah. Um, um, Best yeah, time Perron, of the year. Perron's going off for the blues, the fucking vet. And then, yeah, Kaprizov obviously going off for the, for the wild I love, there. I love Perron in playoff hockey, man. Like, he's a... Uh, a gritty player like he uh, he gets in the corners and he's also got the hands too like i was gonna say almost similar to perry but i think they've got quite a different skill set it's not a great comparison but uh both players are great for playoff hockey man and uh mm-hmm. i think the blues are still gonna take this series i'm sticking with the blues me too i like the blues here they got hot at the right time i do think that they're a team that knows how to win a series and close it out as well i don't know if minnesota does so i like the blues to keep taking this um but i do think it's going I seven so whenever i was gonna say whenever you whenever you think a series is going seven like i i'm saying i think the blues win but it's not with a ton of confidence or conviction right like it's going seven and in yeah. game seven they always say it's a coin flip no matter what right so but i do think the blues will pull it out no go wild yeah that jake middleton guy's a plus seven in the series already too he he was uh he was a deadline ad from the sharks for the wild too Yep. So they made they made a, a good move in him. How about the uh, LA Kings and Oilers there, man? I feel like uh, I think I had the Oilers with, taking that. That's series, when I haven't but, watched um, enough, dude. That's when I haven't watched enough. But a uh, couple games. I said the Oilers because I want the Oilers to win. But it's another. It's like there's so many series this year. Like Oilers seems so shaky confident. to me, man. Like the Oilers come out and they win a game like six nothing, and then the next game they're looking like shamble artists there, and like Mike Smith's <laughs> bobbling the puck behind the Shoke net. Artists. And, yeah, no, it's uh, I can't uh, predict what's gonna happen when it comes to the Oilers because one day they're on fire and look like the best team in the league, and the next game they look like dog shit and they should be in the playoffs almost. Like 
It's tough yeah. to say. McDavid's well, yeah. always on point, though. So I think that's like kind of what made the made them make the playoffs is they got Drysaddle and McDavid to kind of carry them to Kane, that next the level. Goat. Yeah, Vander, Vander Kane, well, gambling been legend, ad for them. Yeah, I was going to get say him on the yeah, pod. Yeah, he was on forty. He was on picks. a forty goal pace. He won me my fantasy league, buddy. That was one hundred and seventy bucks in the bank, direct deposit right. from Liam. Let's go, buddy. Imagine and getting three, Vander and he's, Kane he's on tearing you. it up. <laughs> he's, yeah, yeah, he's tearing it up in the playoffs, dude. The only game I watched in that series is the one he got a hat trick. Yeah, yeah, and but that's the thing too about that series. I I will say I'm on the Kings plus two. I think it was like plus two ten or plus two hundred for the Kings to win the series. I picked that before it started, but those middle games kind of had me scared with Edmonton winning six nothing and eight two. Those are statement yeah. wins, yeah. but then they lost four nothing there uh, last night. It's like, what do we? Yeah. How do you? How do you fucking uh, analyze this Edmonton team? Yeah, they can look like world beaters. Yeah, they they can look great because they got uh, McDavid and Drysaddle that can go and like Evander Kane go out there and score a bunch of goals. But at the same point, I said it from the start: it's going to be hard to beat this LA Kings uh, LA Kings team four times in a row, like for anybody. This LA team just kind of grinds you. They're big. They hit hard. They got young guys like this Adrian Kempe. He's pretty good too. This is his coming out party in this playoffs. I really like the Kings to still take this series just because the Oilers remind me of the Leafs so much, except they're about two years behind the fucking Leafs. I think they're going to go on a streak where they lose in the first round five or six years in a row as well. (laughs) Yeah, definitely uh, is possible. I mean, they got to get over that. Same as the Leafs, you're, you're right in saying they're uh, similar to the Leafs because they both need to get over that kind of uh, curse or that uh, hump into the second round that they can't Well, they won one a few years ago. They beat Anaheim, remember? Oh, that's right. Look, they made it to the second round. Was it game it was seven like controversial. It was like controversial. Was that with right. McDavid there or no? Yeah, yeah. I think it was McDavid's okay. rookie season or second year. It was, okay. it was one of the other. That's my bad. Yeah. That's, that's a missed call on my part then. I thought I, I didn't think they had won a playoff series under the McDavid Dreisaitl rage regime, but at the same point, if they have, then I'm I'm completely wrong. I think they did. But I remember there was a ton of controversy though. It might have been like a goal interference or like the whistle should have gone and like the final goal or something like that. I don't know. But uh yeah. yeah. Maybe it's like one of those ones you gotta look up after the fucking after, after the, the pod, pod, but it's uh I remember that was like a big thing. But yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. I'm like 99% sure they beat the Ducks that one year. We already kind of talked about the Leafs and Lightning, but that was kind of just, uh, we just kind of jumped into it because uh, I think I made a chirp about the Leafs and then Stu started defending the Leafs and we just kind of got into it. But uh, why don't we dive into it a little bit more? Go Sens. Yeah, go Sens, exactly. Let's uh, (laughs) make sure you clip that and I'll save that and, uh, you know. Play that whenever uh, the Sens win a game. I'll play it back to you for you. Yeah, in ten years when I was they make gonna the say playoffs, it's, it's gonna be a while. Hey, buddy, it's gonna be a while. You say ten years. Every ten years, the Sens are unreal. Look at 2007 Stanley Cup Finals, 2017 Conference Finals, 2027 we're winning the cup. How about that that's hot a take long right there? Ways away. That is a long. Not really. I don't know it, if I. That's five five it years. Twenty twenty two. It is yeah. a long fucking to say. I have never heard someone walk in a prediction five years away and be like, "Hey, mark it down I'm on the calendar." Twenty twenty seven. Watch this. Watch it happen, too. Watch it happen. I love I'm telling you, Kachuk captain number seven. The number seven, dude. That's a fucking lucky number right there. Put seven dollars on it right now. What is that payout going to be? It'll be nasty. I'm telling you. Everyone would have even odds, though. Everyone would have yeah. just like this. Every team would have the same odds. It's seven years away, like maybe f- except for like. I guess, I yeah, I guess, yeah. Okay, fucking, wait till it's uh, a little closer or something, and uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. 
we'll I remember what, I remember reading a fucking yeah. <laughs> I remember reading a hockey news magazine in like 2012 or 2013, and they're like predicting the 2019 Stanley Cup champions. <laughs> and it was like Who was five it? years away. They picked they they said Win- Winnipeg. Oh my god! I think it was Winnipeg's first year or whatever, and they, they I guess they had like a shit ton of like prospects. And they're like they're gonna win the cup. Our, yeah. our our experts say in 2019 it's gonna be Winnipeg winning the cup. Wow, well, like, we got uh, bucks on nuts. Imagine, imagine publishing that. Imagine publishing that 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 fucking magazine today. Like, no, you can't get away with that anymore. No, someone yeah. would clip like, it, what, put it out like, there. What, like, what this is guy's this magazine? Fire him. <laughs> how can you? Yeah, how can you like track it? It was the cover. I remember the cover of the magazine, and I was like, how? Imagine, wow. imagine publishing that magazine today. Probably just trying to hype up the new like, team and shit, eh? Like, yeah, like, that's yeah. what I think. But it's like if 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 we released a magazine, let's say Bucks on Nux issue one, predicting the fucking twenty twenty seven Stanley Cup champions, Ottawa Senators. Yeah, right. Nailed um, it. You got it. Fucking write <laughs> 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 <fucking>, it down. <laughs> everyone would be like, "What? Like, what? This this magazine has no meaning." Nah, everyone's <laughs> dropping like, dollars on that right there. Yeah, you like, and your fucking go. Heisenberg's fucking. <laughs> Fan, cult I'll rally yeah. the troops. I'll rally the troops. Let's go. Fucking Twitter cult. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, but, when uh, is the fucking? Yeah, when are you getting tickets? Tickets to what? The, the Stanley Cup Finals of the Sens? Twenty twenty seven, dude. What do you mean? When am I getting? Twenty twenty seven. I already told you. Oh, okay, come on. I I know you're you're cult <laughs> following. So like, oh, we need to get Heisenberg out to a fucking game. Oh yeah, man. Fuck, I would love to go to a game. Last time I went to a game was probably like four years ago now, like getting close to five years ago, maybe. So maybe five years from now, and uh, we'll be in the Stanley Cup Finals. Not worth the drive. Say it's plenty empty. It's definitely worth the drive. I mean, that's a good uh, (laughs) eight, nine hour drive from here or something. So it's it's a hike, but uh, definitely worth it. Yeah, well, fucking get your ass over there. Probably a humble nine or or like eight or nine for a DK too. Yeah, I gotta yeah, go. It's a, it's yeah, it would be four. It's four It'd be like hours seven in at least. Yeah, it's it's minimum. It's like three and a half hours into Toronto from where I'm at. So then add oh another God, four onto that. Yeah, so yeah, like seven. I'm like yeah, I'm seven eight hours back into Ottawa, which you couldn't fucking pay me enough money to drive eight hours to go watch the fucking Sens play in an empty <laughs> building. In the middle of fucking. Hey, nowhere. well, in 2027, <laughs> when we got a full house playing for the cup, fucking Austin Matthews going to be an old gray haired, washed up fucking <laughs> scumbag playing in Arizona. Imagine and- going, imagine driving nine hours to go watch a Sens like Columbus game, like some absolute oh, stinker like that. I would go. I would 100% <laughs> go. Imagine going That's- to fucking watch the Leafs choke in game seven of round one against the Habs. Hey, at least the environment's nice though, right? Fuck. You got Maple Leaf Square out there. The is it? This year. Yeah, Maple Leaf 20- Square throwing throwing jerseys in the bonfire, fucking flipping cop cars. Oh, I love to see that. Great environment. Hey, that's boys. Vancouver. That's Vancouver and Montreal. If oh, Toronto I wins, if the that Leafs might choke, If they no. lose in the first round, I think it'll happen. There's going to be well. more damage done if they win. Yeah, win or lose, it is a riot downtown Toronto, I think. <laughs> like, literally, don't park your car downtown. Downtown Toronto's fucked, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, it is going to be a riot, and then you'll just find yeah. random people that just see people riding in Toronto that just join in because Toronto's so fucked. Like, yeah. they won't even know the Leafs won. <laughs> They'll just join in and start the riot. I I, yeah. I do think that I've called that from second one. I said that if the Leafs win a series after the end, break the curse, there will be a car that gets lit on fire and you'll see it. All oh, yeah, yeah. Instagram, That's everything. minimal, though. Cars lighting on fire. Eh. 
happens. I don't know what would, would be worse if they, <laughs> if they won this first round or if they lose this first round because that'd be like five years in a row or whatever. Dude, you, you know what? They're lucky they closed Maple Leaf Square like shit was closed for COVID last year because there probably would have been riots blowing a lead like that to Montreal in the first round last year. They're lucky that didn't happen. I think this year it's more lenient because they're playing fucking Tampa Bay. So I think like people like almost went in the series like expecting, well, like, well, like I mean, I mean, at least like accepting the fact that like, hey, we might lose this one and it's okay. Say at, <laughs> at this point, it'll just be more like depression if we lose another one. Like I said it myself, like I, yeah. I was joking about throwing the TV off the balcony. I started thinking about it more like I may cry. There may be a part of me that if we lose this series again, it's just because, like, how how long is our window? Watching John Tavares play in this series is showing me how fucking our window, which I thought was maybe five years wide, is about two. Because John Tavares, we're going to be yeah. paying him $10 million a year. And this guy, this is nothing, no slight against John Tavares. He's probably a great guy, good captain, captain of the Leafs. He just can't do it, man. He can't do it. He's not that good anymore. He's got slow foot speed. He's not an elite talent. It's just tough to fucking watch, especially when you're paying them $10 million a year. You know what I thought was tough to watch there yesterday, even though the guy scored two goals, was Nylander uh, just shying away from going for a puck battle in the oh, corner. Oh, yeah, there. Nylander? Yeah, yeah, dude. That was uh, the fuck was that? That was, that was the same game. attitude uh, Matthews had last year. And when he tucked one, when dude, he just, he just glided back to the bench. Yeah. You see that? I know Sean Avery. I know Ty's favorite per- favorite player of all time, oh, Sean yeah, Avery. Oh, yeah, fucking, fucking beauty. Just he, uh, he bugging was... homeless people on the streets and shit. All right, like, buddy. He was cooking. He was Fantastic feller. He was cooking Nylander. Let's yeah, get him well, on here. Let's get him on here, dude. I heard you can pay Sean Avery to get on here. I'll pay it, Ty. And then you can page him. That'd be hilarious. Page him about the hey, Ty, uh, hey, Sean. Can you can you explain yourself uh, about a few years ago when you were uh, bugging homeless people for the time and see what he says? See, oh, and then, I'm, and then I'm sure he'll uh, justify it by saying, you know, buddy was being a fucking dick blocking the road or whatever. Like you've seen the those, bike lane. <laughs> yeah, you've yeah, seen the yeah, videos, that, right? Like he. he he already said in his videos, like his, uh, you know, reasons behind what he was doing. But I just think, you know, fucking buddy, you don't own the fucking streets out there, you know. And I, I remember nah, him playing hockey, and uh, go nothing uh, impressed me about his play at all. No, there was a video a of him. Avery. There was a video of him a couple of years ago that made me respect Sean Avery because yeah, he posted all that shit about like you know yelling at random people that are blocking the bike lane. That's funny one, though. I do not give a fuck I, about that. I, I, I like I that thought shit. that shit was hilarious too. I always found it funny. Specifically like, talking about where he was bugging homeless people like uh they were like sleeping and shit and he was like waking them up on the street just being like yo yeah. give me the time and shit. <laughs> that's like, you know the I mean, time. That's still <laughs> I mean hey, I, I still, shouldn't yeah. laugh but I'm still laughing. I think that's fucking hilarious. But then there was a video of him outside of a bar where like guys kept charging him and he was just yeah. one punching dudes. Like he one punched like yeah. three guys and it's like, "You know what? Maybe you can go bug that homeless dude. I ain't going to say shit." Like this guy fucking he he can talk to shit, but he can also back it up. He's tough as fuck. I remember him going at it with Tucker. Yes, did he have a bunch of situations where he turtled and he, you know, was the super pest and this and that. But, dude, that guy can back it up on the ice with his fights and, apparently, in the bar. He can just one-punch you go. and all your boys. Aves is <laughs> probably the uh, peskiest player of all time, really. Like, the... <laughs> You know, up there. With, yeah, but he's like, not the Marshawn dirtiest dude. I'm gonna say he, he he like he's not even as dirty as Marshawn though. He wasn't everyone like because that was the Matt Cook area and he was kind of like the pest at the time. Yep. So he kind of got <laughs> wrapped Matt into Cook. it. But he wasn't a dirty oh, player Matt. like Matt Cook was. 
he never went out of his way to like really hurt someone. Like maybe obviously somebody, everyone has a couple clips of them like making dirty plays, but I don't think he was just a pest and he would get under people's skin and shit, but he never actually like, like how many times was he like, I, I wouldn't say he was suspended even fucking nearly the amount of times as Matt Cook. He got suspended yeah. more for talking, talking shit and in fucking interviews after the game than he did for his yeah, all-night shit. That. So Aves, if you see this, name your price, lad. I, I remember you saying you jump on people's podcast for a price. Uh, uh, I'm going to find your price. And I'm going to reach out. Let's get Aves on the podcast and let Ty fucking berate him. <laughs> That'd be hilarious, man. You know who I hated <laughs> more than Sean Avery? Avery? As a super pest, Matt like you Cook. could get <laughs> Matt Cook was up there. I like that at the end of Matt Cook's career, he kind of got it together and then was like a not a skilled player, but he played with in like the top six. Patrick Coletta. Do you guys remember this guy oh, on Coletta. Buffalo? Garbage. This guy was the yeah. biggest fucking. I hated whenever we played Patrick Coletta because we had a tough team at during those times too. We were just all fourth liners from the top to the bottom we were just fourth line tough guys and this guy would turtle like five times a year against the leafs alone yeah. and i can only imagine what he was doing <laughs> against other teams i hated patrick coletta with an absolute passion i think he was one of the worst humans to ever step foot on the ice in the nhl i hated him i hated him well since we're talking about uh goons and that i gotta give a little mention to chris neal the ottawa senators legend this oh, guy was fucked. never suspended once in his career and he would absolutely destroy people with body checks. So you can look up top 10 Chris Dude, Neal body I checks. I, I th- he folds people. Like his hit on boy check fucking folded the guy. Unreal. I, absolute I legend. I think I saw some absolute loser on Twitter named Heisenberg fucking uh, say he should be in the rafters of, of, of Yeah, he should be in the rafters. You, fucking that guy's a genius. Whoever said that, fucking uh, you need to uh, put that. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Yeah, he was, like, he was, uh, he he was a be, tough man. guy to play, I guess. Yeah. Whole career in Ottawa. I, I like Chris Neal. How do you feel about uh, Goons getting jerseys retired, though? Like a guy nah. that he didn't put up a shitload dude, of if points. You give but... a guy like, if you give a guy like Chris Neal, fucking, like, where do you draw the line? There's already too many jerseys retired to this day. A hundred years from now, there's going to be no numbers left. You're going to be wearing, like, you see hockey players wearing, like, 153 and shit. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> what do you have, like, a, a certain window where you, like, retire it for certain amount of years or something like that and then well then what's even the point yeah i i don't i, guess, I don't like yeah. that and also like here's something to be said here it could get maybe a little bit offside but if Derek bugard from minnesota and wade belak in toronto don't get their jerseys retired after you know giving basically their life to the game then chris neal ain't even fucking close dude <laughs> Chris Neal ain't close. Wade Belak's number three should maybe be up in the Leafs rafters. He was a Leafs legend. You hear anybody that talk about him, he was maybe the best guy in the league, like nicest guy in the league. Even the people that he fought loved him. Same with Derek Bugard. People love Derek Bugard, the boogeyman, down in, I believe it was Minnesota when he played for them. And they both committed, like, unfortunately, their life was lost because of blows that they took in the NHL, and neither of their jerseys are up in the rafters. So I don't think a tough guy's jerseys ever going up in the Raptors, I don't think. Well, I just mm-hmm. I say Chris Neal because he played his entire career in Ottawa. He was an impactful player in every single game he played. He also, you know, was a fan favorite, and he also was still within, uh, you know, the community helping out uh, charities and things like that. Like, everything about him is uh, dedicated to the Ottawa Senators, and uh, I would love to see that number up in the Raptors. There's two other numbers up there. Like, we're not worried about – players uh, not being able to wear the oh, numbers. Oh, yeah, I forgot like, the sense suck. Yeah, throw them up there. <laughs> no, yeah. 
<laughs> well, no, it's not that. We we have uh, you look at the fucking Stanley Cup. Look at the bowl on the Stanley Cup. It's got Ottawa written all over it. But then they weren't a team for like yeah, 1915. Yeah, and then they weren't a team for like 50 years or some shit like that. And then uh, fucking they came back and they've already been in more Stanley Cup finals and deeper in the playoffs yeah, than the Leafs yeah, have since they've been around. So who sucks? The fucking Leafs suck. I'll I'll humor you a bit. Is it when Jason Spezza retires? Is is his nineteen going up in the rafters? If he played yeah. his whole career in Ottawa, I could see them doing that. But because he's played for a couple different franchises, who's in there right and, now? Uh, Al- Alfredson is it Alfredson up there? Alfredson and Frank Finnegan, number eight, who won like a shitload <laughs> of Stanley Cups back in the day in like the nineteen twenties or whatever. I don't get why uh, yeah. they don't just put jerseys like in the rafters for teams and just don't fucking retire the number. Like, why not have Chris Neal? If if Chris Neal is a fan favorite, I'm not at all. I'm not connected with Ottawa. If Chris Neal is a fan favorite and everyone loves him, and it's a known thing to be like, hey, he should be up there. Why can't you just put his jersey up in the rafters and not retire the number? It'd be like we're honoring Chris Neal. Or give him a banner. Give him something. Yeah, that level of excellence. Yeah, yeah. Well, like Buffalo did with uh, the announcer, the play-by-play announcer Rick there, Jenneret. Yep. Yeah, and. Yeah, absolute legend. They just put his initials up there. Like, then you're not retiring a number. You just, yeah. and well, you didn't have a number, so it's a unique case. But uh, you could do the same thing with uh, Chris Neal or something, you know, like put uh, CN up there and or just put Neal up in the rafters and then honor him. But then other players could still wear that number. Someone like Alfredson, though, no one's touching that number in Ottawa. I mean, number 11, you got to, I, I do believe in retiring numbers, though. I, mean, I, I believe cases. in it too but at the same point like there's a fine line like between someone who's going to get their number retired like it that takes a lot right like it takes a full career yeah. playing there you're a whatever but if you're a fan favorite and you're there for 10 years why can't your name get put on this banner that gets fucking added to once every five six years like you only put the spetsas the neils the i got chris phillips i heard a name got thrown around for Ottawa. like danny yeah, Heatley. Like, danny Heatley. oh yeah phillips <laughs> is retired up there too actually phillips is retired in Ottawa. i forgot to mention him Just say danny Heatley up there fucking rolling cars yeah, killing people All-Star. and getting on banners baby. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> terrible yeah fuck yeah <laughs> fuck the banner <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's kind of sense of you where we got your own box on docs eh? yeah i'm brutal i'm brutal <laughs> But uh, we're speaking about goons and shit like that. Why don't we move on to some fights? And we had some great fights over the weekend, but also uh, a little bit of disappointment at UFC 274. And that disappointment all started with Oliveira there missing weight, losing his belt. And then following that, Cowboy pulled out of his fight against Lazan because he was sick. And then I don't know what really happened in that Dog Rose fight there. She's usually like super exciting and electric to watch, but... Yeah, her fight against Esparza was probably the most boring fight or worst fight in UFC history. Yeah, And uh, definitely not the kind of way you want to lose your belt. But uh, what would you guys think of UFC 274, uh, specifically that Thug Rose fight there? Like, A waste you of fall my asleep? time. We were in the- yeah, it I was. was so tired, dude. I was almost like, dude, I don't even know if I'm going to be awake for this fucking Oliveira fight. But uh, yeah, that, that was. I'm glad she fucking... Because it's kind of her fight to like be, be the aggressor, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. almost like she's the better striker she's the one defending the belt like um she could have dominated her i think yeah that's what i'm saying asparza was it she she's yeah. like uh it's i mean like I, she has all right to be like strategic like yeah strategic because she's she's the contender she's you know what i mean yeah but if yeah. you're defending the belt and you're not like i mean you almost 
got to be dominant. She just let herself lose almost. Like it wasn't like she got. Oh, and then her, like she got her, beat. She just her let coaches herself lose. in the uh, the corner were saying in between the rounds, like, "Yeah, you're doing great. You know, just keep sticking to the yeah. game plan." Well, this- the one guy was like, "The one guy was like, you got you got to start closing the gap now. You yeah. got to get aggressive." And then, the, but they were completely contradictory. That yeah, the first totally. coach, the main guy that was talking first every time, was just like, "Exactly, you're you're following exactly. You're doing exactly what we want you to do. You're doing great. Keep doing that." And then the other guy was like, "Oh, you got to start closing." The gap. I know. It was, like, <laughs> it was like a weird little like, like I don't know what was going on. But yeah, that first coach has got to be fired. That guy is a loser, dude. There was, was like it? nothing to even uh, like you know the judges to gauge them on because they weren't throwing anything. There DK, was like, did you see the fight? Yeah, so I yeah, I went back. I I had fallen asleep. Like I get up hell Good. early for that fight. You would have fallen asleep, asleep if you watched it. Yeah, I went back <laughs> and watched it on YouTube. I watched the I watched like the full oh, fight on YouTube where someone put it on. It was an absolute waste of time. And I don't know if you were watching it at this point, Ty, but do you remember the Derek Lewis versus Francis Ngannou, the main event? They that mentioned they had? that. Yeah, it was very, okay. I was just like, almost, that could it be a contender for like carbon copy. Most boring. Like where, yes. Yeah. Like, Except I think that, that one was only three rounds, they said. That one was only yeah. three yeah, rounds. Yeah, it was. It was a three round main event in a whatever, but there was only like 12 punches thrown in a heavyweight fight between Lewis and Ngannou, and they had yeah. brought it up like two barroom brawlers going at it, and it was brutal. That's what re- watching that fight. I'm not even going to lie. Even re-watching it on YouTube, I watched until middle of the second round and turned it off and then went and watched the rest of them, like the Charles Oliveira and Gaethje and uh, yeah. uh, Chandler and oh. Ferguson. I watched those ones oh, on YouTube yeah. instead just to get like the... Because I had fallen asleep. So it's one of those things where you got want to make sure you can talk about it. And yeah, that fight, I wouldn't... You couldn't have paid me to watch that one, I don't think. Yeah, no, that was very disappointing because uh, leading into that, you know, Thug Rose was out there head kicking uh, people and knocking them out. And you, you, going into that, I was like thinking Thug Rose is almost a lock to win this fight and she's going to do it in spectacular fashion. She's going to be saying her, I'm the best shit. She's going to go in. And now <laughs> looking you're, back. You're, you were telling uh, me, yo, watch out for the head kicks. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Well, now it's almost like it was almost cringy <laughs> seeing her in between rounds doing like, I'm the best. I'm the best. Yeah. Like, it was like because she'd usually do that, and then the next round she walks out and goes and throws a head kick, and boom, the other chick's unconscious. And it's like, holy fuck, she really is the best. But now this time she's going, I'm the best, I'm the best. And the the announcers were saying, uh, w- one of the judges might have had it like four rounds for Esparza because nothing really happened besides like a, a takedown or something. And uh, it was just kind of uh, it was really disappointing because right before that was one of the most electric knockouts I've seen this year, probably you know, definitely up there mm-hmm. was uh Chandler when he did the front kick, the best front kick knockout I've seen in UFC history oh. when he put uh, Ferguson to sleep. And I've, I've never seen some like Ferguson in that state. Like they, they tried to roll him over there after he was rolling over and he was, he, he was like a board. They were like flipping a board over man. Cause he was unconscious and just, you know, it, it was gross. It was nasty and beautiful yeah. at the same time. The best one I've ever <laughs> seen. Do you think of that? that? Best one I've ever seen. It is up there. Don't get me wrong. Front kick. It was great. Whatever. Came out of nowhere. But the best one, the most violent one I've seen was the Anderson Silva front kick that he landed. I forget who it was was on, but he had a fucking nasty one. That was like the cover of video games for like the UFC video game for like four years straight. Like he, that front kick was unbelievable because it was like a jumping crane kick straight to the dome. But yeah, dude, the fact that he put Ferguson out, I had saw something that said Tony Ferguson had lost 11 straight rounds coming into this fight 
which is like yeah, he hadn't won sense. a round in like three or four years kind of thing like that. He won that first round, I thought, when I rewatched he it. Looked, I mean, I yeah, he looked like the yeah, old Tony, right? Great. Yeah. Yeah, I saw people saying like, you know, he's back. Tony's back, yeah. Yeah, and man. Goes he goes in the second round starts and that. <laughs> I was going to say, kick. yeah, he... He would, he had turned into Tony Ferguson for 11 straight la- rounds. And then the first round on uh, Saturday there, he was El Kakui one more time. He looked yeah. fucking, he would look fucking good in that first round. So it's like, I would want to watch Tony fight again, but then yeah, he got the lights turned out real quick. in that second round, Michael Chandler is not to be played with. I liked his call out where he called out a Gaethje McGregor and Oliveira yeah. all at the same time. That is a, guy who has practiced he knew he was going to go in there and win and practice the call outs and then got the call outs every which way that he wanted to and the crazy thing about those call outs i would want to see any one of those fights i'd love to see him fight gagey again i'd love to see chandler versus mcgregor i'd love to see chandler versus Oliveira. i would love to see them all chandler is the real deal man i know he's kind of old but he's a new kid on the block i like michael chandler a lot yeah Oliveira. uh knocked him out though right so like he's yep. he's probably not going to get Oliveira again he's probably uh, uh i wonder if mcgregor next. i think it, he's it, the well, most likely opponent for mcgregor yeah. when he comes back because that'd be at like 172 and mcgregor's walking around very heavy right now but uh, the fight i think i'd like to see which would be probably the best for mcgregor and uh, for his opponent here would be tony ferguson they're both kind of washed up That's in a way too. they both are on like losing streaks they both uh, were once the best of the best, and now they're kind of uh, trying to live, like get back into that zone. But uh, isn't that the perfect fight for them? They're both like in the same kind of category here, and it'd be a huge money fight. Like the draw for that would be insane, and it would be electric. You know, fucking, uh, you know, McGregor's got a weak leg. You know, Ferguson's going to be going for that ankle pick, trying to snap his leg, and you know, uh, Ferguson's been you know knocked out and beaten to a pulp when he fought Gaethje. Uh, McGregor's going to go in there and try and uh, pick him apart. Like I think that's the perfect fight to make right there. But I think uh, McGregor wants a, a a higher ranked opponent, most likely, like someone that has a belt or something. But probably not the best idea for him. Well, and I don't think Dana would do that because Dana put, I think it was three cards in a row where he put, or not in a row, but you know what I mean. Th- tried to do it three times, Tony Ferguson versus Khabib. And Tony pulled out, and Tony got this injury. I don't know if Tony's going to headline a card again, unless it's like an ESPN uh, free one, TS, like one that's on TSN for us here in Canada. I don't know if you can put McGregor versus Tony, because Tony just has this history of pulling out of fights late. And it's just, it would kind of... And when you are when you got McGregor coming in, you're spending millions and millions of dollars to market that fight. I would love to see it. I think that's a perfect opponent for him. I think you're bang on with that assessment. I would love to see it. Perfect opponent. Tony's lost. He can get knocked out, and McGregor needs a fucking win because he hasn't won in years now, yeah. like literally years. Yeah, no, I think that would be ideal, but I think you're right, too. They're, they're going to give McGregor. Well, it would be interesting. Maybe Chandler. That might be the fight because that's one that would that. be like, yeah, that would be huge. I think uh, Chandler would absolutely destroy McGregor in a fashion that Khabib did because he's got the wrestling and he's just going to ground and pound the shit out of him most likely. Yeah, I think I that think that's one prediction. where yeah I I com- I couldn't agree more with that like where that'd be one where it'd be Chandler versus McGregor and Chandler beats the fuck out of him and McGregor retires. That's what I could see. Yeah, and like, well, and yeah, you, you mentioned Ferguson too. I think that guy's like on his way out. Like he should he should yeah. probably retire after that fight, but he's probably going to come back trying to get like one last win. But I I think it's over for him, man. He he's got to 
retire. Either fight McGregor, fight someone you can beat the shit out of, or get out of there because uh, you're just going to ruin kind of your legacy in a way, which is what McGregor's been doing too, I guess, arguably. Some people always consider him a legend. He'll be in the Hall of Fame, but I mean, he's uh, one of the best two title, uh, two championships, the the champ champ, whatever he always says, and then uh, nothing to show for it the last like three years. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. McGregor's a guy where he, this is something that's not arguable, is he had one of the best runs in the U, in UFC history, right? He's up there with the John yeah. Jones and up there with the Ronda Rouseys, except he never had a failed drug test or anything like that, like John Jones did. Like, yeah. he had one of the best runs where he won. He rattled off seven, eight, nine fights in a row, and in that seven, eight, nine fights, he was yeah. dominant, knocking people out, selling pay-per-views, winning belts, beating champions. Like, he had one of the best runs, but that run is over. It's far from, like, it's been yeah. over for a while, in my opinion. Yeah, he's definitely past his prime, but he, yep. like you say, one of the best runs because he wasn't just winning fights too, he was knocking people out. And yeah. like everyone in the UFC or all UFC fans, except for like the real hardcore ones that like the wrestling and jujitsu and all that, like most people, they want to see knockouts and that's what McGregor brought to the table. I think he has the quickest uh, finish in a championship fight when he knocked, uh, forget who he was fighting for that one. It was like- Aldo, wasn't it? Aldo, yeah, yeah it was Jose Aldo. Yeah, yeah, and it was what, like, a minute in or like 30 it was less than that it was like it was like it was like 20 so i want to say the number that sticks out my head is like 23 seconds and the most impressive part about that is that the videos have now come out where he's in his locker room he's taking a step back and throwing that left hand and it's like side by side of him practicing yeah yeah i've seen that and and 23 seconds in god damn it does it happen and he knocks him out like that's how good this guy was at one point where he just seemed to know what was going to happen he was calling himself mystic mac making predictions and then actually making those come through and it, when somebody does that when he's like i'm gonna knock him out in the first round it might go more than a minute and then he ends up knocking him out in like a minute and 30 you're like holy fuck is this guy ever good who calls their shots like that in the ufc well yeah i think that's a big thing that uh can either go really well for you or really bad for you like if you're talking the talk you have to be able to walk the walk because uh for example uh, sean o'malley who's almost like a mini mcgregor in my eyes he he's uh today he said that Marlon Vera, Cheeto Vera there, has definitely proved that he earned a rematch against him. But uh, O'Malley hasn't even fought a ranked fighter yet other than Vera, who's now like way ahead of him. And uh, he's just, he's very cocky in in saying that shit. And he's talking the talk, but uh, you got to be able to walk the walk if you're going to do that shit. If you're going to play that game, you got to do what McGregor was doing and go out there and knock people out back to back, which he has been doing. But uh, when he fought Vera, you know, he rolled his ankle and, yeah. Got a couple elbows to the face and got rocked. And it's like, buddy, you haven't proved that you were in a rematch. Why are you say that Vera has uh, well, now I heard, proved it? I didn't watch that fight. I heard from a buddy, though, that, that O'Malley would have won that fight had he not rolled his ankle. But he's also like a fucking O'Malley fanboy, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's very arguable because, you know, O'Malley was landing a lot of kicks and he, he came out flying until he started rolling his ankle and shit. But uh Remember, Cheeto it was Vera's- a Cheeto kick. It was a Cheeto kick that yeah. apparently made his ankle go, or his leg go dead, right? So then he was trying yeah. to step yeah, on it. hit a nerve. Which, and that's something that O'Malley never says. He says it's somewhat, like, not to, not to uh, like, chirp his dude, but he says it just like that, where he's like, oh, I was rolling my ankle. Like, no, nah, man, you got kicked and your fucking leg went dead. Like, that's on Cheeto, like, right? Cheeto made that happen. Yeah. It's not like he just stepped back and broke his leg kind of thing. Like, I don't know, man. O'Malley's not in the same league as Cheeto right now by any means. Not at all. Um, yeah. You know who's a good example of this is a guy who talks a lot of shit, didn't back it up, is Darren Till. 
Darren Till used to talk yeah. a ton of shit, and he cannot back it up. And now he's he's fucking hitching his wagon to Chimaev, and he's trying to oh, get. I the cannot fucking... wait until he fights again, though. He's been wrestling with Chimaev. Imagine that was his like biggest weakness was his wrestling skills. But if he's been training with Chimaev, you know he's improved his wrestling. So I cannot wait to see how he performs in his next fight. It's going but, to be. But he's electric. the guy that you're talking about, right? Like, it talks a bunch of shit and then doesn't back it up. Yeah. Like, Darren Taylor. Yeah, yeah, him. It's to there's, this point in his career. He's still got time. He's a young guy or whatever, but. Yeah. Yeah. Same Darren. with O'Malley, right? Yep. It, going into that Cheeto fight, he was saying, like, shit about Cheeto's wife and stuff. And then he yeah. goes in there and he takes a leg kick and his leg goes numb. And now he's, like, fucking on the ground getting elbows into his face. And goes then he's still saying stretcher. that. Oh, yeah. And he's still talking shit about how Vera just earned a fight against him like buddy you haven't even earned a fight against cheeto yet like you got to go earn that like yeah Vera's, uh more like proved his earn he's earned a title shot rather yeah. than a fight against you you haven't even fought a ranked fighter yet so uh slow your roll there if you're gonna talk the talk you gotta walk the walk first i think yeah and but, i love uh, him I, I love him out he's an electric factory when oh, he, fights. he knocks guys out he does this and that but yeah saying something like that is just out that's it out of pocket. I was big, uh, big O'Malley fan there going into that fight. Like I was thinking about getting like an O'Malley fucking sweater with the shamrock on it and shit. Yeah. And I just held off and I watched that fight because he's still super young. And then that was disappointing as fuck because I remember that night hyping it up like si- similar to what I did with the Thug Rose fight. There is a similar uh, in a way. Thug Rose was even worse, but uh, hyping that fight up against Cheeto, where I'm like O'Malley's gonna go in there. He's gonna be you know flying around throwing head kicks and spinning kicks and all this shit. And then he goes in there and he gets like one little leg kick and his nerve hits a nerve and his leg goes numb. And then he's rolling his ankle. And I was like, no, this isn't happening. No, no. Watching it unfold. And then, you know, he's done. And then he hasn't fought a ranked fighter since then. So he's the one that has stuff to prove. But uh, I want to move move back a little bit back to 274. And I just got to say about that main event, uh, Charles Oliveira, man, I was saying it on the last episode. People underestimate this guy's hands, man. He went up against Justin Gaethje, and I would say he was out striking this guy. Like his his striking ability is underrated. He's the true champion, even though he lost his belt for being half a pound over. That guy is the true champion. I'm just curious who's next for him. Like it could be Makachev, could be McGregor, possibly depending how long it is. It could be a, a lot of guys, but. Uh, what do you guys think of that main event, the title fight, and uh, who do you think's next? Do you for think he outstruck? You think he was outstriking Gaethje? Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, he got rocked a couple of times, but uh, he I'd say, took... I'd say, yeah, I don't know. I'd say, I mean, they both landed some good shots. I'd say Gaethje definitely landed the biggest punch. I don't think so. I think the one he that Gaethje landed... Him. He dropped him. I thought, I thought it was over for Oliveira, but I've never really yeah, seen much of all... I, I, I that's all he's game plan, though, man. He gets fights. rocked, and he'll fall back on purpose because he wants Gaethje to go on the ground and grapple. Well, with I saw him. that one, but even before that, remember he absolutely he got smoked. He Cut got him dropped open, like yeah. big time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, similar shot but, though that uh, like when Oliveira dropped Gaethje, he was down, and then the next thing you know, he's on the ground. I think the Gaethje one was tougher, but I think it. But Oliveira was just a demon. I didn't know he was like that. The fucking porch or the fucking Brazilian. Oh, he's God. he's the champion, man. He's the best. Yeah, he's, he's if he man. if he can beat Makachev when that fight happens, because I think Abu Dhabi is coming up, and that's the time to make it. That's what Khabib's saying is they should fight in Abu Dhabi in like a month or whenever it's supposed to be, or a couple of months from now. Uh, if he runs through Makachev, like there's no one to even compete with this guy anymore. He'll have torn everyone apart. Like he's he's been through his last four fights. He beat Ferguson. He beat Chandler. He beat Poirier. 
Now he's beating Gaethje. Makachev's the only guy I see left unless McGregor or something comes back. Like this guy is incredible, man. What a fighter. I, I do think that's the fight to make is Oliveira versus McGregor. Like, I think that's the one that's going to happen because it's It'll vacant belt him, now. Though. It's if vacant he... belt now, though, right? So it's like you, yeah. if you yeah. if the one thing you need for a title fight on a vacant belt is to McGregor. sell pay-per-views. So you need McGregor. McGregor's going to get dummy. He's going to get dummy. I honestly yeah, think he's going to get gonna, tore apart. Unless he comes back he, in and fights fucking Cowboy again, McGregor's getting dummied by almost any of these top he five. Should, <laughs> he should, uh, he Even should Cowboy Jake might Paul. be able to take him this time. Yeah, that'd be fucking great for his sake, I mean, yeah. I think. But uh, I don't fucking want to see that, really. I mean, I'd watch it probably, but I'd rather see McGregor. I'd love to see McGregor come back and win a fight, but I just don't see it if he's fighting against Oliveira or someone for a belt. Like, it's not fucking happening. We'll see how it all plays out. But uh, moving on there, last thing I want to mention about fights is uh, in boxing there, Canelo actually fucking lost to uh, Dimitri Bivol and... I don't know who had Canelo losing, but Canelo's uh, a fraud. He's a fraud. <laughs> I imagine it was a nice, a nice payout if you had Bevel on that one. And there was people probably betting the house on Canelo winning, and he lost. So saw some videos of people uh, a little shooken up after the that. Hispanic one. community is fucking is probably devastated right now because I know yeah. he's like in the southern states there. He's huge. Yeah, no, it was a huge upset. But uh, before we wrap up here, DK, you said you might have a bone to pick with the NBA there. I've been fucking saying this since, I don't know, middle of the season. Why is it, with the amount of money that is gambled on the fucking NBA, why is it that a guy like Joel Embiid is marked as out, marked as doubtful, and then 13 minutes before tip-off, this guy gets placed as in the lineup? I give out picks an hour before the game. I wait till basically the fucking last minute. The Heat were the favorites in this game. I gave them out to cover a two-point spread. Joel Embiid gets announced 14 or 13 minutes before fucking tip-off that he is in the lineup. Guess what changes? The line changes. All of a sudden, Philly is a three-point favorite. And guess who's the idiot that gave out fucking Miami on the spread saying, hey, Miami's or Philly's not going to get anything cooking until Joel Embiid comes back. I'm the guy sitting there with shit on my face because fucking Embiid comes gets like put in the lineup 13 minutes before fucking tip off. In what sport does this happen? In what sport does that ever happen? In the NHL, even think about that. Oh, we're just gonna wait till a guy takes his pregame skate to announce if he's in the lineup. Imagine if this was the Leafs for Game Five and it was like Matthews. That's who this is. Joel Embiid is a fucking superstar. NBA. I've been tweeting at you all fucking year. They're like. Hey, we find Doc Rivers and the and the Philadelphia 76ers $10,000. Who gives a fuck? That's a slap on the wrist. You fucking find Patrick Beverly $50,000 for saying take your ass home and now you're going to have let Joel Embiid come into the lineup 14 minutes before the game. There's too much money on this shit. If they were in Vegas, they'd get shot by a real gambler. I was livid. <laughs> livid that this happened to me again and in the fucking playoffs. I'm sitting there being like I'm having to tweet out being like guys, I'm kind of on Philly now. I'm kind of on Philly now because I said Philly's not going to get anything cooking until Joel Embiid comes back. And guess what? Nine minutes before fucking tip-off, Joel Embiid's goddamn back. That's my bone to pick with the NBA. (laughs) NBA, figure it the fuck out. There's too much money on the line for fuck's sakes. There's money on the line and reputations on the line. Fuck Doc Rivers. Fuck Philly. They're scumbags for leaving him (laughs) out of the lineup for 14 minutes before tip-off. This just goes to my point that Philly is a bunch of scumbags and they'll always be scumbags. 
I hope you turned your fucking volume down on the radio a couple ticks because I just went off. <laughs> yeah, that's not good for gambling. No, dude. All. You said you had uh, you had Philly though, eh? Is that what you just said? Well, I, I had to switch over to Philly yeah, because I. I, I took the heat. Oh, I gave I out the heat as a public pick, right? Like, I, I put out my video. Yeah. This game's supposed to start at 7. I put out my video at 6 o'clock being like, hey, here it is. By the way, put out a fire video today. Spank the golf ball. Said you should spank the bookies, too. That's got to be up there <laughs> with the best lines of all time. But at the same point, <laughs> let me just toot my own horn once more time. But at the same point, in what other sport could you be like, imagine 14 minutes before an MLB pitch, they finally announce the starting pitcher. Like what the fuck yeah, is that? Shouldn't be allowed, man. No, the dude. Gambling's like, so huge right now on sports. Like that shouldn't. So even wait, be they got fined. Doc Rivers got fined for that. Yeah, yeah the Philadelphia 76ers got fined for announcing him 14 minutes before game time. But it's like, when do they have the lineup cards in? I don't understand how that in? is. I think it's supposed to be two or three hours before the game. Like it shouldn't be like. And is there a limit? Because if there's a limit, why do they let him play? I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't get whether they announced to the league that it was a game time decision, but then didn't tell anybody in the media. They just said, he's not playing. He's not playing. He's not playing. So that Miami didn't know it's playoffs. They want the fucking, they want the edge. It just shows you how much of scumbags fucking Philly is. And you know what the shitty thing is? is that? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, they don't give a fuck about you, dude, honestly. (laughs) No, but they should give a fuck about Vegas because guess who fucking is going to be knocking on their door saying, Hey, like there is billions yeah, of yeah. dollars in here and we we make we took more money on this game alone than your fucking owners worth. So fucking <laughs> yeah. announce the lineup cards before they're doc, you fucking idiot. I hate Doc Rivers. I hate yeah. Philly. I'm still fucking mad at them. But it's not even just them. It's not just a them problem. A couple weeks ago, Jimmy Butler announced out with a knee injury after zero reports of anything wrong with his knee 26 minutes before the game. 26 minutes. I had the Heat minus eight. Jimmy Butler gets fucking ruled out. The Heat go to a one-point favorite. Who's the idiot here? I'm the idiot. And it's uh. the thing is, it's like I'm saying it's just me, but it's not just me. There's just somebody out there who put $1.5 million on the Heat, and guess who's not giving them their $1.5 million back when Jimmy Butler gets ruled out 10 minutes before fucking game time? Vegas. The books don't give a fuck about that, and that's the problem is that it's just, there's too much money at play to fucking announce a lineup 14 minutes before. Imagine betting on the uh, uh, betting on the Jays against the Mets or something like that, and then 14 minutes before the game, they're like, actually, Max Scherzer starting for the Mets today. You'd be like, well, what the fuck? I just put my 200 bucks on the Jays today to win, and now we're going against Max Scherzer 13 minutes before the game. Thank God my cat showed up. <laughs> the stress cat showed up at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, I need one of those, eh, for UFC when fucking uh, money's on the line there. I'll be uh, probably putting another parlay out this weekend for uh, the fight. So keep an eye on the Instagram for that, by the way. Right. Yeah, that's uh, you mentioned someone probably had one point five million on the game there. That was probably fucking Drake out of Toronto there. See, he put uh, he put half a million dollars on Gaethje to win there or something. uh, I think, Stu, you've mentioned. Yeah, he put like it was like. $450,000 or something like that. Like, not quite half a million, but he Well, dude, he fucking... He makes that back. They probably... In appearance. (laughs) ...fund them to do that, dude. You know what? Stake? Stake is like what he... Like that crypto gambling, online gambling site that he's uh, betting with and he's promoting. You know how much they fucking probably pay him? 
Oh yeah, probably, like it's, it's like pocket change amounts. for this guy. Like it fucking probably doesn't. And the company, no, and stake. You know how much money they make, dude? I blew like five hundred like Bitcoin on stake the one day. It's just so addicting. And then I was like, I'm never doing this again. And then, like, all all these random like influencers, like all the big influencers on like Twitch and shit. And then Drake, Drake and stake meant to be. It was fucking like it was from the fucking gods. And now. You know, like there, nobody makes. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't make money gambling like that, like on slots. He's got right? money on uh, the Leafs and Lightning going to Game Seven, I think. Yeah, I know, but he? it's not his money. He's, he, if he wins, great for him. But like, if he, pl- yeah. But I'm saying, like, he placed, like, he placed half a million dollars, and then they'll probably, they probably gave him that half a million dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. That, yeah. They, yeah. they pay, they pay their, their, their advertisers so much goddamn money. It's insane, dude. They have like Twitch streamers. They tell them, uh, play our shit on your stream. And we'll give you like so much money. They they're giving them so much money that these guys are moving to Canada, so it's legal, so they can tech, so they can like legally promote it. Like these Twitch streamers for this amount of money are are, are willing to just move, just leave their homes, leave where like leave where they're set, and move to Canada, a whole new country, just to make this bag. It's insane how much they're paying guys. And now they have wow. Drake, like the biggest star in the fucking on well, the fucking planet like it's fucking nuts like they, they gotta be fucking paying them so much money it's insane so i'm fu- I, 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 I love drake but fuck steak dude i figure <laughs> i figure steak would steak would uh reach out to fucking drake and say hey we're gonna give you five hundred thousand dollars you just have to place it on blank and then post your ticket saying i'm betting with five hundred thousand of bitcoin on dude, steak or whatever you know what i mean five hundred thousand dollars he's probably making a million a day i like i'm saying like i'm i'm telling you it's insane numbers like the like Twitch streamers, I'm telling you, are making in like millions per month. Well, I mean, I mean if, if any Drake's of these, promoting uh, it every day, if Drake's promoting it, he's making a million a day. That would actually be a guess, and I don't think that's absurd to say he's making like on average like steak. Like, you know hit your boys on bucks on knocks up. We'll take fuck. Yeah, I was bag. just gonna say. Oh, yeah, that. for now, yeah, it's like if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> if any of those companies are listening, I mean, hit us up. <laughs> I'd fucking yeah, move I'm gonna start for, reaching uh, out to these guys though. I'm gonna start reaching out to the smaller ones because we need to get some. Uh, we need to, we need to find a new thing. Hey, eh? we need to get like a. I was just say I tagged we'll those, I tagged the old El Paso and Taco Bell Canada in I the fucking Instagram post. Yeah. I seen Taco Bell watch the story, but they didn't. Uh, they didn't say much about it. They must not have liked <laughs> really our fucking fun, our taco stories. I guess. I feel bad for section 116. They're like, ah, fuck, we can't promote this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or you started off with like the almost the warning label where you're like, uh, you know, I love Taco Bell as bad as it is the next day. <laughs> they're probably watching that being like, fuck, man. Like, it's not that bad. <laughs> you know, we should pitch to Taco Bell to, to make their own like line of like, uh, like Pepto Bismol or like yeah. a poopery thing, you know those things where you spray out to the toilet yes. so it doesn't stink or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Be like, yo, if you make this, and, uh, this is a perfect pitch product that we've given you, and then uh, so pay us for that, and then pay us to promote it. Oh, dude, if I had a sponsor That's from a Taco Bell, idea. I think I, I, if I would, it would be like I get a sponsor. Here's how it would go: storyline. I get a sponsor from Taco Bell. Two years later, I'm on my 600 pound life. No fucking questions yeah, asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're drinking Diet Cokes, dude. Yeah, yeah. I switched. I moved to diet. over to the fucking Diet Cokes with the Taco Bell sponsorships. <laughs> <laughs> that Unreal. used to be the future is bright. <laughs> I had somebody reach out to me and be like, "What are you chirping Diet Cokes for?" I used to work at McDonald's, and you'd have this fucking you. Unit in the car by himself, being like, 
I'm going to get the 10 piece. I'm going to get six McDoubles. I'm going to get two junior chickens, a McChicken meal and a Big Mac meal. And I'll throw a large diet Coke on there. And we'd be in the back room being like, yeah, buddy, that diet Coke's going to fucking save you some calories. You just got 20,000 worth of McDonald's. But yeah, that diet Coke's saving you. So that's why I always say the pure fat guy move is always diet Coke. Coke Zero, Diet Coke, Diet Pepsi, whatever it is. Diet. Unreal. Let's get that uh, pitch <laughs> together for Jocko Beller. Yeah. <laughs> the units. But, uh, the, oh, dude. The, the guy, uh, Storage Wars units. Yes. Absolutely units, eh? Like, <laughs> you'd see you know, this. The Diet Coke. You'd hear That's this. That's just worse for you than the real shit. Exactly. Too. And you'd hear this Debatably. guy place the order and you think. For you regardless. You'd think like, oh, this guy's rolling up with his whole family, and then it would just be a fridge sitting in the front seat, being like, it's just, it's just him in the car. It's this is for him. <laughs> hey, shout out to our all our big kings, though. Oh, dude, if you're a unit, triple XLs and above, three bills club, I respect you. Just don't hey. be getting diet cokes. <laughs> yeah, full regular coke, full sad, full time. Let's go. But to any final thoughts here before we wrap up, lights. My final thought is don't drink Diet Coke. Don't drink Aspartame Diet Coke. After your thyroid. Just 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 cut just cut a McDouble and drink the regular stuff. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Go full board, full blast, or don't fucking go at all. And also go full blast and cut one of the Sandos. You know what I'm saying? Cut one of the Bergs and then you're good. Oh, dude. <laughs> and then you're you, a unit you're rolling saying. up making one of the orders that I said you need fucking to reevaluate your life. It's not just the Diet Cokes that's fucking wrong. <laughs> Maybe maybe pull yourself out of the gutter. <laughs> Drop half the order. UK's getting canceled, eh? UK's <laughs> fat shaming. But, well, I'm also, I'm also fat, so if you're fat, is it fat shaming when you're ripping on your own people? I don't think so. I mean, I'm, I'm right there with them, so it doesn't matter. Like we talked about my Taco Bell orders before, the last thing I want to go off on before I actually do get canceled, let me wrap it up here. Go, Leafs, go. All right, Retweet. well. I won't say that, but uh, that does it for episode six of Bucks on Nucks. Make sure to check us out on Instagram and Twitter and keep an eye out for our gambling picks. We like to post those on our story on Instagram here and there. Also, check out the other podcasts on showbile.com. And if you can't be cool, be careful. And if you can't be good, be good at it. <laughs>